So as I just mentioned, I'm Dr. Larry Boyd, brain research here at the University of British Columbia. These are questions that fascinate me. So brain research is one of the great frontiers in understanding of human psychology and also in the consideration of what makes us who we are. It's an amazing time to be a brain researcher and I will argue to you that I have the most interesting job in the world. What we know about the brain is changing at a breathtaking pace. And much of what we took we knew and thought about the brain not true or an incomplete incomplete are more obvious than others. For example, we used to think that Arthur Childhood the brain didn't know could not change. And it turned out nothing could be farther from the truth. Another misconception about the brain is that you only use part of it at given time and it's silent when you do nothing. Well, so untrue. It turned out that even when you are at rest and thinking of nothing, your brain is a high life. So it's been an advance in technologies such as MI. And perhaps the most exciting, the most interesting and transformative of discoveries. Every time you learn a new fact or skill, you change your brain. It's something we call neuroplasticity. So and the only change that took place in the brain were negative. The loss of brain cell was aging. The result of damage like a stroke and then Studies began to show remarkable amounts of reorganization in the adult brain, and the ensuing research has shown us all of our behavior changes our way. That these changes are not limited by age, it's a good news, right? And in fact, they are taking place all the time, and very importantly, brain reorganization helps to support recovery after your damage your brain. The key to each thing. No plus So what does it look like? So your brain can change in three very basic ways to support learning. And the first is chemical. So your brain actually functions by transferring chemical signal between brain cells, and this trigger a series of action and reaction. So to support learning, your brain can increase the amount or the extension of this chemical signaling that's taking place between neurons. Because things happen rapidly, support short-term memory, short-term improvement in the performance of motor skill. The second way that the brain can change to support learning is by offering a structure. So during learning, the brain can change this connection. Here, the physical structure of the brain is really changing. This type of change are related to long-term memory, long-term improvement in a motor skill. The process in track and let, and let me give you an example how. We have all tried to learn a new motor skill, maybe playing the piano, maybe learning to juggle. You've had the experience of getting better and better with a single session of practice and thinking I have got it. And then maybe you turn to the next day and all this problem from the day before are lost. What happened? Well, in the short term, your brain was able to increase the chemical signaling between your neurons, but for some reason, those changes did induce the structural changes. They are necessary to support long-term memory. Remember that 
long-term memory takes time and what you see in your short-term model traffic learning in this physical change there are no going to support long-term memories chemical change that support short-term memories structural change also can lead to interact neurons of brain regions together to support learning and they can also lead to certain brain basic behavior to change your structure or to enlarge so here's some example of that people who read braille braille in the brain that does of us done your dominant hand motor region 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 is larger than what outside and research shows the london taxi cab drivers who actually have the memories a map that together taxi accommodations they have larger brain regions default or mapping memories the lowest thing that your brain can change to support learning is by altering its function as you use a brain region and easy to use again and as your brain has these areas that increase the accessibility and the trip out and the will learning will see that whole networks of brain activity are shifting and changing so neuroplasticity is supported by chemical based structural by but most often they take place in contract together they support learning and they're taking place all the time i just told you really how awesomely neuroplastic your brain is why can't you learn anything you choose to with ease? Why do our kids sometimes fail in school? Why as we age, do we tend to forget things? And why don't people fully recover from brain damage? That is, what is that limits and facilitates neuroplasticity? And so this is what I study. I study specifically how it relates to recover from stroke. Recently, stroke drop drop. In the United States, great news, right? But actually, people have a stroke of non decline. We are just better at keeping people alive for certain stroke. It turned out very difficult to have the brain recover from the stroke, and frankly, we have failed to default effective rehabilitation intervention. The net result of this is that stroke is the leading cause is the leading cause of long-term disability in adults in the world. Individuals with stroke are younger and tending to live longer with disability and research from my group actually shows that the health quality qualities of life with stroke has declined. So clearly, we need to be better at helping people recover from stroke. This is not a more social problem. That's one that we are not solving. So what can be done? One thing is absolutely clear, the best driver of neuroplastic can change in your brain is your behavior. It's that just remember, the dose of practice that requirement to learn new and learn is very large. And how to effectively deliver this large dose of practice is a very difficult problem, it's also a very expensive problem. So the approach that might be the second is the or they prepare the brain to learn and this have include the brain machine exercise and robotic but through my research i've realized that a major limitation to the development of therapies that speed recovery from stroke 
pattern of neuroplasticity are highly variable from person to person. As a researcher, variability used to drive me drive me crazy. It makes it very difficult to use the statistic, your data, and your ideas. And because of this, medical interventions are hard to minimize variability. But in my research, it's becoming really clear that the most important, the most informative that that we collect is showing this very. So by studying the brain after stroke, we have learned a lot, and I think these lessons are very valuable in other areas. The first lesson is that the primary driver of change in your brain is your behavior. So there is no neuroplasticity drug you can take. Nothing is more effective than practice at helping you learn. And the bottom line is you have to do the work. And in fact. My research has shown increased difficulty, increased struggle, if you will, during practice actually leads to more learning and greater structural change in your brain. The problem here is that neuroplasticity can work both ways. It can be positive, you learn something new and you find a more skill. And it also can be negative though, and you first some you need to know, you become addicted to drugs. Maybe you have chronic pain, so your brain is tremendously plastic. And it's have been shaped both structurally and functionally by everything you do, but also by everything that you don't do. The second lesson we have learned about the brain is that there is no one size fits all approach to learning. So there is no recipe recipe for practice to learn and to master a new water skill. I can assure you it's not quite that simple. For some of us, it's going to take a lot more practice, and for others, it may take far less, far less. So the shaping of our plastics brain is far too unique for the single intervention that's going to work for all of us. This realization has forced us to consider something called personalization medicine. This the idea that comes each individual requires their own information. And the idea actually comes from cancer treatment, and it turned out that genetics are very important in matching certain types of chemotherapy with specific form of cancer. My research is showing that this also applies to recovery from stroke. There are certain characteristics of brain structure and function we call biomarkers. And these biomarkers are proving to be powerful and helping us to match specific therapies with individual patients. The data for my life suggests a combination of biomarkers that predict change and pattern of recovery after stroke. And that's not surprising given how complicated the human brain is. But I also think we can consider this concept much more broadly. Given the unique structure and function of each of brains and what we learn about after stroke applies to everyone. Behavior that you employ in your everyday are important. Each of them is changing your brain and I believe we have to consider not just personalized medicine but personalized learning. The uniqueness of your brain will affect you but as a learner and also as teacher. This idea helps us to understand why some children can thrive in traditional education settings and others don't. 
why some of us can learning language easily and yet others can pick up a sport and excel. So when you leave this room today, your brain will not be the same as when you enter this morning. And I think that's pretty amazing. But each of you is going to have changed your brain differently. Understanding these differences, the individual pattern, this variability and change is going to enable the next rate and it's going to allow us to build more and more effective impression and allow for matches between learners and teachers and patient and fashion. And this doesn't just apply the recovery from stroke, it applies to uh, as a parent, as a teacher, as a manager, and also because you are at the text today, Slango. Study how and what you learn best. Repeat those behaviors that are healthy for your brain and break those behaviors and habits that are not. Practice. Learning is about doing the work that your brain requires. So the best strategies are going to vary between individuals. You know what? The so for you, learning music may come very easily, but learning the snowboard much harder. I hope that you live today with a new appreciation of how magnificent your brain is. You and your plastic brain are constantly being shaped by the world around you. Understand that everything you do, everything you encounter, and everything you experience has changed your brain. And it can be for better, but it can also be for worse. So when you live today, go out and build the brain you want. Thank you very much.